0: The current spoiler
1: warning level is Sakuradite.
0: Friends and folks, for this episode, you're looking at a spoiler warning level of Sakuradite. We're talking about a machine and its variants from Code Geass. Uh, So if you haven't seen Code Geass, there will be mechanical spoilers through to the end of the series and a little bit of character development talk. But uh, it's not Gundam, so as far as I'm concerned, you're good to go. Please enjoy the episode. Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to Mechanista NG, the show where we talk about the big, cool robots that enforce the values of the upper class. I'm Six Datmar.
1: I'm Dylan. And I'm
0: Jackson. Hello. Jackson, welcome to the show. Hi. So good to have you. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. Uh, So we're here to talk about Gundams, right? That's right. One of the best Gundams. All right. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So the fabled what are what are the all-star Gundams right you've got the the Gundam right you've got the zaku what a great Gundam <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> seating over this this <laughs> is this <laughs> is, this is more of a Gundam
2: than than the zaku is I think I think, I think yeah. I'm willing to say that
0: you know I mean I think I think yeah I'll go along with that because we're here to talk about the we don't by the way we're not rolling. Um, We have special guest, special, special, special boy for the special guest, Uh, Z01 Lancelot from Code Geass. That's right.
1: A nightmare frame. Nightmare spelled with a K. (laughs) Obviously. Night, Night, yeah. (laughs) For those who have not seen Geass, it's a lot. You should watch it. Uh, You should. (laughs) You should.
0: Um, You can skip the second season, but you know. N-
1: mm, no, <laughs> listen. No, you, you can't antagonize. No, you can't.
2: No. You can't. <laughs> you can't yeah. I mean, the robots are better in the first season. This is the thing that yeah. no one will disagree on.
1: Yeah, no, mm. the the robots are better in the first season. You have to watch the second season, though. I you implore kinda. you. Um, so we've got yep the z one Lancelot, uh, which is as as Jackson said, um, definitely the most Gundam of anything in <laughs> Toadgeist, um. In, 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 in both, uh, design and form, uh, or, uh, function of what it does, um, but yeah, so, uh, the Lancelot is a experimental nightmare frame developed by, uh, Lloyd Asplund and, uh, his, you know, no one else cares about the rest of them. We don't have an Anaheim, we just have a dude, his name is Lloyd, um, he is a weirdo and I love him, um, but and he just wants to make things that kill people.
0: Okay, well, okay, check this out. Yeah, right? yes. Mm-hmm. You have an orphan boy who gets put in a big white robot made by the imperialists to suppress a population demanding their rights.
1: It's
2: a Gundam.
0: The the last. It's a, is Gundam. a Gundam. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: well, no. the orphan boy being one of the Japanese who have his rights to spend, You know sure um, sure I, I mean
0: yeah like well amuro was a space noid
2: no he wasn't yeah he wasn't he well, was, well I mean, not by no, birth, no 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 yeah he know. was
1: yeah
2: he was in camille was a space noid, but then he he would you know um anyway I mean, we know not have one of him <laughs> things went away for camille <laughs> uh but even in like episode function at least at the start of the show uh like I guess is about primarily lelouch as, like, a cool commander guy, Um, but when the Lancelot takes the field, it is, like, transformative in how it affects, like, the understanding of a mechanized battle in the same way that the Gundam is in First Gundam. Absolutely.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, You get the amazing... So, you know, Lelouch, in his debut, uh, commanding from a cockpit, just hiding in a building, and being like, oh, I know how all these mechs work. So... If I just play this like a game of chess, this is fine, uh, and you know is helping the um like the rebels uh fight fight against some Britannian military there uh Britannian, Britannian, Britannian uh, military there um and then suddenly uh a a white uh, a white I almost said mobile suit, a white nightmare frame the white devil appears on the battlefield and it's like okay well I'll just play this like a normal. chess. What what's happening? Why is everyone getting blown up? What's happening? Um it's great. Uh the Lancelot it, and it's cool because um you know, Lelouch is our designated hero. Suzaku in this, even though we're not shown Suzaku to be like a bad guy is fighting for the Britannian military who are ostensibly really bad. Um and you know, uh yeah, so the Lancelot enters the field. Um and this machine is fucking cool. <laughs> um, because everything we've seen in Gius to this point. Now, other Nightmare Frames are cool. Um, but a lot of the things we've seen prior, like in, you know, early on in Gius, are all very boxy machines, mm. uh, very utilitarian. You see that everyone is, like, using, like, the same machines. Like, you don't have these really badass customized machines. And then wait, you have wait, the Lancelot. <laughs>
0: Let's see. It's Sutherlands Sutherland. And what's, the, Glasgow, uh, what's the Glasgow? Yeah, it's Glasgow's.
2: Yeah, because because uh, okay. everyone's in the Glasgow, and that's what all the um, rebels steal. But uh, oh, fuck, what's his name? Jeremiah's in the in the. Uh, Sutherland. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's how that show starts.
0: He's like, oh, Sazarando." <laughs>
1: and You're like, "Yep."
2: <laughs> and then, um, uh, Callan steals a uh, red Glasgow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I, think, I think. I think.
0: It might be well, no. They, I don't think it's not stolen. They well, if it well, was, it was stolen a long time. There's also yeah, a Bari,
2: but that's the one that laid the. Uh, yeah, that's later that's on. That's later one, on. That's
0: once they get their own models. Um, They're like Japanese themed.
2: But like this is a like fourth generation Nightmare Frames. The Lazlar <laughs> is a seventh generation Nightmare Frame.
1: Um, it, um, now. <sighs> Do we see fifth and sixth generation uh, ones,
2: uh, or do we just... the fifth generation? So like it's oh, okay, okay. like a very brief gesture towards fifth generation, but then everything is like seventh generation because then the whole power f- like frame of the show. Apparently, they also skip eight and then go straight to nine as well. Well, Beautiful. there is we
0: Beautiful. do see a uh, sixth generation mobile suit. We see the Gawain.
1: Oh, the Gawain. Um, okay, that's the Gawain that's is a, a seventh generation to
0: according to this list. Uh, this, oh well, the the wiki about nightmare fr- the wiki page on the Gears wiki about the generations of nightmare frames says it's a sixth. So I don't know. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> it's fine.
1: It, oh wait, um, yeah, has it been say, edited wait. in the
0: last five seconds?
1: Oh wait! Uh, oh wait! I think I think. Oh okay. wait! No,
0: okay, I, I I did misread. It says it says uh, six age features almost no improvement in nightmare frame technology, earning it the moniker "missing generation," and no nightmare exists within this category. The next sentence talks about the Gawain. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Seven, so I got confused. Okay. The Gawain's it's also cool. Um,
1: yeah, it uh, is. But we like. can't talk. We can't talk about it this episode. We have to talk about Lancelots, and many. There are many Lancelots. Don't worry. But we're we're just talking about the Lancelot for now. Um. Mm-hmm. So the other uh, nightmare frames we've seen that we've mentioned, uh, the Glasgow and the Sutherland, also have pretty muted color schemes on the whole. Like you know, they're you get Callan in a red one, but even that's like not really super flashy. It's just like this dull red. Um, then you have the Lancelot, which is white and gold, and the with like, bright is, pink swords. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> yes, uh, kind of. <laughs> only only when they're on sure sure um but uh and we'll explain what i mean by that but um so you look at the lance a lot, and i mentioned like the prior uh, nightmare frames that we see are very boxy in design this thing is not uh this thing is very i don't want to say organic but it's very rounded it's very fancy um you've got these you've got this really cool head it has two eyes which is already you know different um also you know makes it feel very gun to me Mm -hmm. uh compared to everything else um and then you've got like just like i mentioned very ornate rounded parts like you've got these big shoulders that you know are popping out um got shields on both arms which is cool as hell more dual wielding shields on mecha um even if they're little like this um and you've got a white and gold color scheme throughout and So, it looks like a hero unit, is the thing, right? It's designed to look like the good guy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Compared to, you know, a lot of what we'll see Lelouch using later, which is all black and black and gold and such. Um, Mm -hmm. Because Code Geass is not subtle about things. (laughs) Subtlety is uh, not a thing in Geass. It's great. It's one reason I like the show. But, um, yeah. So, uh, the Lancelot, as mentioned, is the first seventh generation, uh, nightmare frame we see, and it is deserving of being that far ahead of everything we've seen because this thing is ridiculous. Um, Wait. I mean, we should talk about, like, since this is our first time talking
0: about any nightmare frame there are some rather universal technologies that are worth talking about like like you know the land spinners and slash Harkins.
1: yeah okay that's fair so land spinners um if you in the audience have seen armor trooper Bottoms, um <laughs> you are familiar with uh what land spinners do um they make a really cool sound and let you skate around on your mech and it is great
2: <laughs> it is surprising to me how few shows have this because every time that happens in bottoms it's like the scope dog is the perfect mech it is they did it they did the perfect like mech for this kind of real robot design uh cannot do better than that basically the ideal um and Guest draws a lot from that but then so many other robots are like pulling from either super robot stuff or just gundam's conception of this like they won't put they'll never put these kind of boosters on mobile suits as a default i'm sure there's a couple mobile suits with it that i haven't run into yet uh because there's so many mobile suits uh <laughs> but like the gundam has like a look right that is and that is not part of it yeah uh, but outside of, of gundam i'm like you, should, you people should be putting these on mobile, because it's so sick they they like rev up they fly around on the on like you know fly is the wrong word but they like skate around it's sick
0: yeah. yeah, the ones on the ones in code geass like like fold down so you have like that you see them rev up and then like fold down to meet the road and then they just take off. It's like so look. good.
1: Uh, not only that, but in geass because of their design because they are like separate like they're not built into the feet. They're on, you know, wheels on the back like six mentioned. You see them start doing really cool choreography with them too like where they're like hitting them against walls and stuff to like climb. It's really cool. Um and uh Spoiler alert for the second season of Code Geass, one reason that season's mecha combat sucks is because they decided no more land spinners, everything can just fly. Yeah. Um, yeah. everything just gets
2: wings eventually.
1: Yeah. It's the big it's the big mecha thing that I don't like in that season, but and and we'll be able to talk about that on this episode. Uh right. but first, uh with the Lancelot, it has a land spinner system. It rules. Um another universal thing is uh so in Gundam a lot of mobile suits have vulcans. What do they do? Nothing usually. <laughs> um, but um... except for when they can do a lot occasionally. But in uh, mostly Co- used yes.
0: to, mostly used to indicate that someone doesn't know how to drive the Gundam.
1: In the last um,
0: episode of GGP, we finally
2: watched an episode where like the the vulcans were used. They weren't. And it wasn't like to drop someone out. It was like a cool use. They were. It was a. It was a good fight. It was a good fight.
1: It was good. It was very good. Um. So in Gears, your standard armament though that everything has is a little different. Uh, we have things called slash harkens that yeah. are on pretty much everything, and they're fucking cool. Um, what if you had a, a a like a blade that was on a wire that you could launch and then hit into something and also retract? and it's just like reusable that would be cool
2: yeah well they're, they're basically like really fast powered grappling hooks um mm-hmm. and like, they are occasionally used as grappling hooks but not as much as you'd think it's mostly for as like a weapon um
0: fuck this helicopter
2: yeah fuck this helicopter mm-hmm. And so you get like super sick moments it flies out and then hits something while the uh you know the rope is slack and then suddenly tightens up and uh slams back into the mech um I mean, it's just a, it's just a cool, it's a cool attack to have as your like basic thing.
1: Mhm. And it, it's just, I, I'll say Gius gets this right with both slash harkins and land spinners. They're just very fun to watch because of the effect, like you mentioned, because mm-hmm. the the slash harkins, you get the wire, you get the sparks coming out of like the wrist usually when the wire's pulling along it. You get the satisfying slam back. So good, just a good weapon.
2: they they're fun to watch. Uh, but like more importantly than that almost because code gears is mostly a show about looking at screens (laughs) and (laughs) like lelouch going p1 p2 move to this point uh they're really like all the nightmare frame designs and their initial capabilities are like so immediately clear to the viewer so it makes Mm -hmm. the part where like the actual action scenes are mostly like games of chess uh like really intuitive to understand a lot of gundam stuff like, you know, we say on GDP all the time, like, the battle rages, and then the thing in the story happens. Uh, and so Gundam doesn't, like, is a little less set up for doing this kind of, like, real robot storytelling. I think some, some of the better episodes of o oh, 8 Team are, like really work hard to move back in this direction but code gears like has thought about it in the setup of its main robots all the robots are on common ground when they have a gun you are holding a gun you see it you see them reload the main weapons that are they're not defenseless right they all have they all have the slash harkens uh, but they also all have ejector seats uh, except the last step we'll um, <laughs> yeah. but like a common set of like very easily understood actions that all of these suits can take and they all feel like appropriately powerful but also appropriately limited and the Mm -hmm. show loses this as it goes to season two and like very little of it matters anymore it's just like you know high high melodrama
1: Mm -hmm. and that's that's the interesting thing with like yes is like especially again season one mostly we're talking about here they're very good at like both making making the warfare seem like oh this is like you know making the nightmare frames feel like something real but also they do a cool thing when they subvert that right with Mm -hmm. like the lancelot for instance or the gurin and some other machines like these feel so much more powerful because we've seen what normal mechs are like whereas with gundam even in first gundam you get the sense of what the gundam can do but the gundam is introduced kicking ass immediately Like, Mm -hmm. you haven't had a setup for what the mobile suits are supposed... Like, what the baseline is in Gundam, to understand, like, quite... You just don't have, like, the baseline for, like, comparison immediately. Because you get the Zaku's breaking into the colony, and then they shoot a little, but then the Gundam happens.
0: And it's also kind of interesting, because I think a show... A Gundam show that does do this still kind of fucks it up, in my opinion, which is 08 The Mess Team. You get the fight between the, like, experimental Zaku and the ball to contextualize things, and then you get, you know quote-unquote gundams and they're not that much more impressive
1: (laughs) yeah that's fair though i think that's that that's the thing though right like that's the point of 8th ms team is trying to do that kind of you know like sort of military aesthetic uh everything is more equalized battlefield yeah, it's um, all just.
0: I all just bristle at the line where Sanders, like, stabs his first person with a beam saber and is like, whoa, these Gundams are so completely different and they're not. <laughs> I mean,
2: how yeah. it's going to seem
0: is a bad show. <laughs> I I can't go with you there, but it has problems.
1: Uh, um, I'll, I'll go with Jackson there.
0: Okay, <laughs> uh, um, I, I, but it does have, like, a very different, like,
2: because it's, like, weirdly constructed episode to episode, right? Uh, mm-hmm. It can't have thing which is one of guess like greatest strength and one of the reasons that people turn on it so hard in the later stuff is how concretely built the rules of battle are uh, which yeah. is not to say it's necessarily like realistic right it's not like a su- yeah, no, super yeah. real robot everything it's must...
1: consistent though
2: yes it's mm-hmm. consistent and easy to understand and and when like um not to pivot to a different robot uh, but when the Gurren shows up <laughs> and its power isn't like Okay, um, we can fly now. We've got a super big gun, which is where they go in season two. Guren's power is like the arm, and the arm, the way it's like first used in like a big way is with the landslide episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the season gives a really good, like, uh, just, just really good at introducing what the mechs are capable and the kind of violence they can do outside of just, and then I've got my new super robot
0: power up. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I like it is a thing where I I felt like saying like if this was if we were talking about that if you slap this machine and you see, I would suddenly be, I would be more harsh on it because I think <laughs> like if you think about it really literally, slash harkens don't make a lot of sense, but they work. <laughs> Fuck work. Yeah. But yeah. everything
1: has it. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh,
0: but... And and the Lancelot has harken boosters which turn them into fucking incoms.
1: <laughs> um. Not only that, but the Lancelot... uh, Most things have two of them. Uh, The Lancelot gets four of them because it gets more. Um, uh, It's got two on the hips. You can tell... It looks like your standard side skirt armor, but it is not. It is just big blades that you can shoot at people. And then also on the uh, arms, it also has them. Mm -hmm. Um, Just to mention where those are. Um, God, I like talking about a mech that isn't Gundam because we do get to talk about the way different Mecha shows represent this, and that's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, little aside from Dylan. Um, but, um, yeah. Uh, so like, the thing is, right, yeah, Code Geass is consistent, and I feel like that's all that really matters. I don't care about realism and Mecha. They're inherently unrealistic. As much as I love, like, quote-unquote, real robots, it's more for that consistency factor rather than just because I think, oh, if you do realistic Mecha otaku written warfare, I think it's so realistic and cool. Not really. It's just it's just consistent with rules that I like. Um,
2: It's that one Takahashi quote I always think about uh when he talks about real robot, which the real robot doesn't mean that the robot is real and could exist. It means you are creating the robots with like a uh thought to how they were produced in a factory why that production happened and, mm-hmm. and like a you know just more real uh realistic wrong word again but like more uh systematic th- way about think about world building and so like mm-hmm. for slash harkens right you, like it says something about the world that these nightmare frames um are designed to be self-sufficient and permanently like a threat they they, they can't lose their guns uh mm-hmm. they all they all have limited range weapons um and we like this makes them really good for the uh, resistance that don't have as many guns <laughs> um mm-hmm. And so you just, like, raise a lot of questions about, like, okay, why were they built this way? These ones spread in this direction. These ones, like, the ones that uh, the Black um, the black Knights get a hold of are uh, different to the more, like, staid and uh, heavily armed uh, Britannian weapons. And so it just, like, uses the robot design in order to, like, further the like, sense of power in the world.
0: hmm Yeah.
1: Which is was, good. It's good, though. That's the yeah. thing. That's what I like about... Again, that's what I like about real robot shows in general, and I think Code Geass Season 1 does a good job. Again, it's why when we get to our... Uh, a certain bird-themed friend later on with uh, this episode, we can talk about some of the disappointments of Season 2. Of that. <laughs> um, but, um... Yeah, so that's pretty much... That's that's what we could cover for the Slash Harkins. And I... Uh, what... Is there any other universal system that I can... I
0: mean, you could fi- talk about the fact spheres quickly. Which is oh, just, yeah. Oh,
1: they got, they uh... Cameras. You... Okay, so it is sick when a robot has, like, a part that opens up and there's a camera. And, uh... A lot of, a lot of different designs and ideas have this. Uh, the Sutherland's face opens up. Like, it has, like, four eyes on it normally. And it pops open and it has uh, what is called a, f- a fact sphere. Which is an extra sensor. Uh, it's really cool. Uh... The Lancelot, I believe, it's in the chest, right? Yes. Yeah. The chest uh, opens up and has... It's,
0: it's the right. two shoulders specifically. Oh, it's it the shoulders. It has, oh, it has right. two of them.
1: Oh, right. Shoulders, shoulders, sorry. Um, But yeah. Oh, uh, one other thing to note, because uh, this will be important because we're going to be talking about multiple Nightmare Frames. Uh, Generally, the Nightmare Frames cockpit, because they are much smaller, is not located in the chest. It is on the back. That giant backpack Mm -hmm. is not like your standard Gundam backpack where you have like thrusters or something. Uh, that is just a cockpit block. That is, there is just a whole ass person in there,
0: which also the fact that basically, yeah, through, through most of season one and everything like verniers and stuff like flight is just not a thing. adds such a feel to the fights because everything is on the ground and it just makes it better.
1: Yep. Um, all right. So for things that are not universal, that the Lancelot gets special, uh, First of all, we have it's sick melee weapons uh, that, yeah, turn pink uh, when they are on. Uh, The Mazer Vibration Swords. Uh, These are vibroblades from Star Wars, basically, but also way cooler looking. Um, Basically, uh, they're vibrating swords that, uh, I I don't know why they're called... (laughs) This is definitely a word salad type weapon because I can't see how Mazers fit into this because that, you know... (laughs) There might is have just weird. been a dude named Mazer. <laughs> but um, yes, they they're they're vibroblades. They they vibrate and they uh, they can cut. And they have the cool detail of oh, because they have the uh, all all MVSs have like similar or basically the same oscillation. When they hit each other, they'll still clash like swords. So we can do cool so- sword clashes.
0: Oh, okay. I've 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 looked it up. I figured it out. So okay. it is it is maser vibration because it is maser and vibration. It is a vibrosword that also microwaves the blade to heat it up.
1: Oh, okay, okay. That makes sense. That makes a bit more sense. Well what well, whatever. I was gonna say, wouldn't it just heat up from being vibrated? <laughs> um uh, uh, uh. It's fine. <laughs> Look, we extra, gotta make it extra, extra hot. More heat, yeah. Extra hot, yeah. Um and these are a weapon that you don't like. Mm. So Code Geass has melee weapons sometimes used, right? Like you have the uh, Gloucester. I don't know how to pronounce that word.
2: Oh, the Gloucester. Uh, the the Gloucester.
1: Oh, it is Gloucester. Okay. Um, that one uses like a lance because it has this knightly theme to it. Um, it that is a big, sick. cumbersome weapon, and it is cool. God.
0: I'm just remembering how fucking great the melee weapons are in Code Geass. God damn it! it yeah. The Gloucester doesn't necessarily use a lot. It is specifically
2: Cornelia's one it has that like massive "I am the fucking oh, right. army" lance. Yeah, um, <laughs> the
0: thing is yeah. as big as she is. Well, her, her her frame is. It's much bigger than she is, but you know.
1: Um, but like, um, early on again when we've just seen Sutherland's and stuff though, and they don't use weapons in this way. Uh, the Lancelot just gets swords. Swords that just cut through things. Which are cool as hell also. Um, because again, here's the thing about like robots that are really specialized that I like. In a real robot setting, you can make them feel so much more powerful with things that get to bend rules or things that just appear above everything else. And it makes them cooler by design, right? If you have a show where everything is doing the special thing, then that special thing doesn't feel quite as special. Now, you can have fun with, like, a bunch of robots that are way overpowered all fighting, or all being used, but I-, I think it makes the Lancelot feel pretty special because it has, oh, these cool swords that it pulls out that start off gray, and then they turn pink and light up, and you watch them just being able to cut through anything. Um, Again, like, when we've seen Slash Harkens get launched into other, like... Uh, nightmare frames, uh, early on. They're not like piercing right through like butter, right? Like, it's not like cutting through butter or something. It, they're, you know, practical, but they're not like be all end all weapons. And then suddenly you have the, the Lancelot, which now has these swords that just slice right through, which is cool as hell. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, uh, swords on, sword, swords on it. It's good. Um, and then, for one other early scene built-in system, because these are all things that pop up, you know, in like the first battle, basically, just to show how different this is. Uh, the the final one uh, that just shows up really early is it's uh, Blaze Luminous, which is a good name. Uh, yeah, the Blaze Luminous is so cool! Um, it gets beam shields, basically, from Gundam. Um, it, it creates energy shields um, around its arms. Uh, and so, it, again... You see this happen, you watch as they fire a machine gun, just a standard-ass machine gun into it, and it's just like, oh, okay, and then it just pops up some fucking energy shields. Shit rules. Um, And, uh, yeah, like, I, I I like this machine a lot, and again, the fact that it feels so cool compared to other Nightmare Frames at the start is one of the big reasons, and I mean, this motherfucker just gets energy shields. Mm-hmm. He gets swords. He gets energy shields. He he's um, he he gets the, what we will call the Varus rifle later. He just gets a Gundam beam rifle. Basically, it's not really. It's weird. The Varus rifle's weird, but it's cool. it's a strange gun. One minor thing of note that was mentioned earlier, and I just thought to bring it up before we uh, move on to anything else. Lancelot does not get an ejection seat at all. Yes. Um, other other nightmare frames. They get, they get to pull, a, like, a cord, and then suddenly their uh, little cockpit block on the back will launch pr- far enough away from the battlefield that they generally do not have to worry about being killed, and usually fast enough away. Um, Lancelot doesn't get to have that, because of—I I don't know if they ever explain why, but I guess the idea would be, you know, it's got all this other fancy shit on it, they just— didn't find a way to include uh, an ejection system yeah they say I, at
2: the start of the show that like uh, this is a this is a test suit this wasn't even like meant to be deployed into battle um but uh lloyd does not give a fuck
0: <laughs> yeah that's 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 more my thinking right is that lloyd probably could have figured it out and lloyd was like no nah, i bet i get more data if they think they have to fight
1: to the death <laughs> yeah.
2: and then yeah. it, he never gets a ejection suit for theme reasons
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. but So, like, it's- it's- it it adds something to the suit, just, again, just to make it cooler. (laughs) It's just simply that, oh, by the way, you know, all these other ones, uh, it doesn't matter what one you're piloting, generally speaking, even if you're in the cheapest Nightmare frame, you have an ejection seat. You have a way to get out if things go bad. But, uh, the Lancelot, um, no. No, the Lancelot just gets to, uh gets to be in combat until it either wins or it loses um or or has to do a retreat without like you know just keeping the pilot safe but you're not allowed to leave behind the lancelot
0: no no um i also want to mention real quick just how sick it is. the lancelot gets you often transported around in a truck and it does this like sick like like kneel down rev up the legs fire off the block yeah it's, it it's doing like a three point pose it's just uh, yeah i don't know how to sneak that in here like like smoothly it's just fucking sick. that's fair no <laughs> but
2: it, it, just, literally
0: one of the most iconic
2: things about the lancelot it's like the last shooting for the lancelot i guess it's uh, used a bit more than that it's not like a emotionally charged mm. moment but it is it's like rev up pose the sick hero pose always blasts out the uh like little gates it has for it because even though this is a land-based show without like a, you know he's not launching off uh like you know the flight deck and gundam they still have to have a launch sequence for the mech and it's sick <laughs> it is
1: um I, I will say the only thing that ever made me mad is this pose got ruined to me because fucking m- the iron man movies also use almost the exact pose he takes before uh, launching and it makes me mad because it's so much cooler when the Lancelot does it he does he does it when he lands as what i think they do the iron man one for but it's like the exact pose of like you know you got both feet planted on the ground you got a hand on the ground you got a hand pulled up behind um i just hate that it makes me think of iron man now when i see that
0: it wouldn't save iron man but if iron man had wheelies i would like him better
1: (laughs) (laughs) it was this
2: was like a this was a common comic book pose before the movie it wasn't like they took it from from code gears
1: oh yeah Uh, no no it wasn't it's just you know what i mean though the thing is it is cooler in one context than in the other because i don't give a shit about iron man (laughs)
2: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah and i mean iron man fucking sucks and the lads are <laughs> sick
0: i mean wait till next april fool's day dylan where i make you talk about D- no
2: don't
0: even <laughs> don't even gesture at that first
2: site. of all no. that would be a five hour long episode because do you want to take a guess how many iron man suits there have been uh, across the last 60 years
1: I- I- iron man with its own msv series basically yeah it's I-, I i have seen enough to know that much there are too many None of them are and they're not even good designs. A lot of them aren't. That's my that's my hot take. Sorry sorry if we have any Marvel fans listening. I doubt it. I mean (laughs) I
2: don't don't even I don't (laughs) even mean the MCU, I mean
0: like all of Iron Man. (laughs) Yeah, oh, all iron man oh. you we're talking hundreds and hundreds of suits thousands like
2: that yeah, you're low. probably right
1: yeah, yeah the only the only one that comes to mind when i think of like really weird variants for it is the fact that there's a fucking iron man gpo3 and it makes me mad thinking about it <laughs> but not uh, to
2: continue down this line but the the only iron man suit i really kind of like from the mcu stuff is the uh, hulkbuster one because generally speaking i don't like suits, I like mechs, and that's the only one that gets close to being like an actual mech and mm-hmm. not just
1: a guy in a, a suit. Look, we're allowed to continue down this line. What, what we, what, what? Mechanism G actually is is just a way I can just talk about robots and stuff with friends. <laughs> so. We can talk about whatever we want. It's ostensibly a a, a Lancelot episode, but but the problem it's is we fine. don't want
0: to talk about Iron
1: Man. Yeah, <laughs> look, it's fine. But we have we have tangents though. It just yeah, happens. Yeah. Oh, uh, one, one other minor uh, Lancelot system that I forgot to mention uh, because this comes up during the launch sequence. Uh, you also get it made out of. Uh, it's got, like, a generator made out of, what is it, Sakuradite? Socrates? yeah. And you get to watch, like, this weird little cube do a spin. <laughs> That's um, one of my... Th-
2: it's that shot and the, like, Gaius zoom-in shot with the Pshoo! <laughs> um, Yeah. Which, for some reason, they change between season 1 and 2. The season 2 effect is worse. No idea why they made that different. Um, but those are the two effect shots from Gaius that I always think of.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I yeah. can't be honest. Mm-hmm. I think that the the zooming in on the Yggdrasil drive looks bad. Mm. I it's think it
1: fine. Looks bad. <laughs> it's fine.
2: I just laugh that it's called a, a Yggdrasil drive.
1: <laughs> Yggdrasil, the Yggdrasil drive powered by Socaradite. Yeah. yeah.
0: Listen, listen when you're when you're a rich engineer, you just want to give everything the stupidest name you possibly can. I get it.
2: The Core S- Luminous.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> not to be shown up by the Gundam though, later on in Code Geass uh, with the Lancelot being an experimental machine, we see it early on already kicking a lot of ass. And then they decide, what if we gave this a beam rifle? <laughs> uh, uh, you know, because in Gius, a lot of the weapons we see used are basically your standard like machine guns, uh rifles, that kind of thing. Uh, you get some cool, like, tank-sized like artillery and stuff. Um, and actually, the scene that the Varus gets used in, you even get like a rail gun. Um, mm-hmm. that is being used by, uh, I believe it's the one, na- uh, Japanese nationalist group, right? That is like...
0: Well, the Varus is also a rail gun.
1: It's a rail gun that also, you like, it's a rail gun, but it also makes it. it looks it's, like it it's, fires it's energy. It's a
0: beam <laughs> rifle that, that they say is a railgun, gun, basically.
1: <laughs> because it's a cool word to call your thing. True. Um, but, uh, yeah, so you see, like, a lot of conventional weapons a lot of the time. Um... And then they're like, okay, we're going to deploy you with the Varus or the Variable Ammunition Repulsion Impact Spitfire. <laughs> Which is a rifle that fires big green blasts. Um, it's cool. It's cool because, again, this is not something you see other uh, Nightmare Frames using. This is, like, again, just something unique that the Lancelot gets to do um is everyone else is using machine guns and bazookas and shit and then the lancelot's like oh i have a beam rifle <laughs> mm-hmm. i have it's a railgun but it's a beam rifle i'm so mad at reading this wiki thing because it's like a weapon based on railgun technology that fires beam like rounds it's fine it's fine i won't go too turbo nerd about it but you're not allowed to combine those two principles that's not how that works
2: i mean the thing they're doing here right like is it's a Gundam in a world where everyone, everything else is using actual weaponry.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It yeah. is... It, it, again, like, everything up to this point is just all conventional. Like, Nightmare Frames, even when they're, like, being extra, uh, with, like, you know, Slash Harkins and the wheels and stuff, it's it's all machine guns still, too. Um, yeah.
2: Like, it is, it is like, clearly you know, science fiction technology, but it is all fundamentally, like, ballistic weapons, wheels, engines, um... Mm -hmm. Even, you know, core
0: luminous saccharide engines.
1: (laughs) Yep. Um, and...
0: I think, like, talking about Code Geass moments, still, to me, one of the coolest moments in all of Code Geass is... On the episode that debuts the the Varus, I believe. No, maybe a little bit after. Um... The, there's a there's the first Varus versus Gurren showdown, and the Lancelot fires the Varus at the Gurren, and the Gurren fucking catches it with the nuke hand, and it's so sick.
1: It we'll have sick. to do an episode about the Gurren at some point. We'll just yeah. grab Jackson again. Because the, the Gurren's Gurn. cooler than the Lancelot. The Gurren is
2: cooler it is. than Lancelot.
1: The Lancelot like, is such a cool
2: like fake Gundam for your show, and then they made a coolest rival suit. Damn. And they <laughs> never made a good robot in Code gear again.
1: But it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um <laughs> um yeah and e- even all the later good robots are lancelots and Guren's is the problem yeah they're um,
0: just, they're
2: just they're, there's one shameful. thing in in the movie i really like from a robot point but uh mostly i think the like the arc on the mountain where it's the gurin versus the uh uh the lancelot with the beam rifle and everything that's i think the peak of a uh, code geass robot interaction
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah um so uh one last little minor thing to mention because we're we're through the base Lance a lot and a lot of its equipment I feel um, and we've talked about its role. Um, one minor thing to bring up: uh, it has a USB key, uh, as do all Nightmare Frames. Yeah. Uh, they all use fucking USB like flash drives as their keys, and uh, I I am ninety five percent sure that uh. They've sold products that are flash drives based on these. They have to, right?
2: Let me look. Code. Uh,
1: they have to have. That, like, why else would you make it look like that? Yep, there it <laughs> is. Yes.
2: Yep, there it is. Okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> I, I figured. I, like, in my head, I was like, there's no way you'd just make those look. Like, like it's not like flash drives were trendy in fucking 2005? When the Code Gears come out?
2: 2006 is Code Gears' first 2006, episode. 2006,
1: okay. God, I was in like middle school, I think. Um, look at that usb stick god <laughs> could you imagine showing up to like the fucking public library to do some homework or something and you just pull that out
0: like, So cool. <laughs> honestly if i saw someone doing that i just have to assume they were part of like a secret organization they, not pop-ups. only that they gave it
1: like a gold finish this is so gaudy i love it it's so good um I pay me for showing your products please um on air um but anyway oh uh, and
0: apparently if you plug it into your computer it will it prompts like it doesn't pop up as like usb storage it pops up as lancelot startup key usb memory
1: good good very good
2: there are also oh. a 3d printing models to make your own <laughs>
1: <laughs> jesus christ uh, that's good. So, um, the Lancelot, like any good robot, real robot show, um, we get variants. Um, and I, this one's not even really a variant, so, like, we'll just bring it up. Um, there is a version of the Lancelot called the Lancelot Air Cavalry. I believe this is still introduced in Season 1. Um, mm-hmm. right? The Air Cavalry? Like, I think it's it near the, the end, yeah. Yeah, it's near the very end. um... So, what the Air Cavalry is, is let's put a backpack on the Lancelot, and now it can fly. Which, if this was the only thing that, if this was the only uh, Nightmare Frame that did this, that would be sick. Uh, Because it's like, oh, everyone else is like having to do roller shit on the ground, and then the Lancelot is able to now fly. Um, It's just, it's basically like, it's just a little wing pack. Like, it's just a backpack with some wings on it. It's also um, the beginning of the end. It's <laughs> the beginning of the end. Because
2: well, um, um, at about episode 20 um, of season one, Lelouch gets a mech uh, that can fly, which, mm-hmm. when I say fly, it, I think Lelouch's one the Gawain is cool because it... um, like it, T-poses it, it, aggressively? It, yeah, <laughs> if it, it flies, but it just T-poses aggressively. It's just like a defensive suit that has like it's got defenses right but it's it's mostly like thick armor a few guns uh two pilot system is meant to survey the battlefield it's like you know the thing lelouch needs they just happen to be sitting on
1: it it, 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 it's a it's still ostensibly a commander like a suit a commander would use rather than like yes the battlefield ending like you know this is the one-man army um But yeah, then then you have the one man army, Lancelot now equipped with the ability to just fly freely, Um, and there's not a lot to say about it really. It it adds a red and gold backpack, and you know it doesn't look awful. Um, But again, I know where this leads us, and um, we'll just we'll just talk about the next one because it's the animated one, and it it's what like uh, like you know actually comes next. Mm-hmm. Um because there are things in between, but we'll just we'll bring those up as we go. Well oh wait, no, this is animated shit. I think. Hold on.
0: Just just Maybe say the name second. and we'll talk about uh,
1: it. Uh I didn't know if I should talk about the Conquista, because the Conquista is kind of like a weird one. Well, I think we I gotta can't even talk about find the that one. Uh here, real quick. This is uh here's the link for it. Uh this one is actually used after the Albion is the problem, I think. Even though like it shows up. Or shows up after the Albion, but it was developed before it. Uh, It's it's used. Well, it says that it's used. It says says with
0: the conquista taken out of commission, he receives the Albion.
1: Oh yes, because the 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 Albion Albion, the 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 conquista's
0: like it's got the
1: float
2: unit kind of built in. It's it's his main season two suit until he gets the Albion. I,
1: I forgot. So it's been a while since I had actually watched through season two. My brain just assumed he had the Albion for most of season two. Right, he doesn't get it till near the end, even though, like, you get a billion products of the Albion and it's like, it feels like the main one.
2: He literally doesn't get the Albion till the final arc.
1: I forgot. Fuck. Cause, Sorry, like, that's just. a ma- weird
2: space where, like, the, techn- the, the way the battles are animated changes because uh, the Lancelot can fly and the hero suits can do, like,. Of it, but it's not until the final arc where suddenly every suit is in the air. Like they do yeah. have some restraint, but it's not enough.
1: <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, so yeah, the Conquista. I guess we'll talk about real quick. This is just the Lancelot with with the float system, like permanently embedded in it. Um, I don't think it changes a lot of the technology. Really looking at it, um, it's. Oh, I guess it does. Uh. It does introduce, uh, using, uh, one of the most horrible weapons, uh, of all time, the Flasias, um.
0: Flasias are pretty fucked.
1: Yeah, uh, and I guess it also has a Hadron Cannon, uh, Hadron Cannons being when, when other things get to use big beam weapons, uh, after the Varus Rifle, you get Hadron Cannons. Um, they just fire big red beams, um so yeah the the flasia, which I have to read the uh acronym because acronyms and gis uh the field limitary effective implosion armament uh it's a nuke I mean it's not a nuke, but it's a nuke,
2: it's an n two mine. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's I mean, an it N2 uses, mine. It
0: uses uranium, you know. I think we can call it a nuke. I think that's fair. Oh, it's actually a nuke. Okay, I thought it, I thought it was specifically a non-nuclear. No, nuke. no, it, it, it uses N2, uranium two thirty-five
1: with socradite. It's a magic that's, nuke. That's oh, a oh, nuke. That's just a fucking nuke. That's just a nuke-ass nuke. That's a nuke. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, but is it is it a clean nuke? Uh,
0: I'm going to guess no. Well, okay. Whether whether it's clean by the literal definition, right? As far as like radiation, it kills thirty five million people the first time it's used. <laughs> yeah,
2: I guess it
1: doesn't <laughs> I, I really matter. We thought
0: point. it was a non. It was like an anti situation
2: because when it, the flare is used, right, it's like a hard. It, it's not even an explosion. It's like a line in space, and if you're on one side of the line, you are dead, and the other side, you're fine. Uh, yeah,
1: like it just creates a hole. Like it uh, just. Yes.
0: Yeah, it says uh, the immediate energy caused by a night explosion then causes a nuclear fission reaction. So there'd be radiation.
1: Okay, it is just nuke. It is just a nuke, then, huh? I, <laughs> so, I was thinking the same as Jackson.
0: So that bit where everyone like immediately
2: goes back into like the crater to stand there and be sad—they should all just be dying of nuclear radiation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, oh. You know, I guess. I mean, it doesn't say anything about this in here. It's possible that the Socradite then like cleans up the radiation or something. Oh, Socrates, okay, yeah. Super magic so bullshit. this is what Socradite oh. does. Oh. It
1: gets to clean. Oh, oh, uh, you mean uh, the the Japanese miracle? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sakuradite that's what we, it all comes together now now we know what that finally means okay, I mean okay, we know what okay, that means so, it's, but...
0: it's, so it, this, it's the explosion creates a vanger field which then creates a ses Rumner sphere you're just
1: saying words you're just saying words and then, okay, no, I, the can see the, I
0: can see the words they are the words on the screen here's the here's the important part when the Cess Rumner sphere disappears everything inside of it is gone which would mean yes. any particles of radiation would be absorbed as well. Presumably. Oh, it's
1: su- it's such a strong nuke that it <laughs> destroys its own radiation. I see. So 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 it's a nuke, and then
2: the nuke like collapses because I that's what I think is like it's like a weird like antimatter type weapon, right? I, I didn't mm. think of the specifics, but that's basically what it does. Like
1: yeah, it, anything that's it, it just it erases. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like I, you see, it, it's a clean cut. It's not like it's not like an explosion that has like blowback or anything. Because you see the aftermath of it and it is just clean it is just almost like something sliced the air there away. i guess an,
2: an important point about this like thematically and also like in terms of technology is that because code gears is an alternate history show the nuke doesn't exist like there hasn't nuke, nukes haven't been dropped in the I, code gears world I,
1: I need a. I need to read more about the alternate history because I do remember there's that one like wild written in English frame of history text in Code Geass that is like starts for, like a normal history lesson and then shit just kind of gets real weird and they don't expand on it. It's just like one little like page of someone's textbook like during like an Ashford Academy scene. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, oh what what
2: wait, wait what what's the what's the thing?
1: Oh, uh, I I would need to find it. I think there's like a page though where like it starts talking like normal history and it's like in i think it's like the 1800s it's talking about something that happened in history but then suddenly it shifts to like things being really different yeah the um, the, the, the shift point
2: is the napoleonic war no it's yeah it's the okay. american revolution it's uh, britain wins the american revolution but loses the napoleonic war so britain has to like for like you know the, the mainland of britain it becomes part of france and eventually the eu uh the entire like british noble class escapes to america um and that is the power base from which the code gears alternate history emerges they needed like a, an alternate history that would like, ra- like radically change the geopolitical situation and technological development uh but curiously not affect japan really
0: much <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh also just just a quick note on on the side history just to you know If if I'm sure, you know, Jackson, you know this, but making explicit, the developer of this is Nina Einstein. Yes.
1: Oh yes, Einstein. We all know Nina Einstein.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, Table Girl. I didn't want to say No,
2: no, 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 (laughs) no. Wait, this is a family podcast. No, it's
0: not. (laughs) Uh, We're all deviants here.
1: Oh, uh (laughs) that child quick Nina (laughs) Einstein. (laughs) Way, Way back on the Lancelot Conquista real quick um it can create okay w- what is a core luminous cone is that core luminous is
2: the engine like the the engine thing when it spins up this the cube spinning is the core luminous mm-hmm. i don't know what a cone is but like that uh, is i just what saw the core it, luminous
1: is. yeah I, I just saw this picture of the quote-unquote core luminous cone and i'm like wait that just looks like the you know the oh blaze yeah luminous. That, that's the
2: blaze luminous but like deployed to the front and kind of uses a weapon
1: <laughs> okay yeah okay God, I need to I need to rewatch Code Geass. I, I feel bad. I was gonna watch uh the, the film before this, and I just got caught up in doing a lot of other stuff because that's just what I'm. I, really I will not say anything
2: plot wise about the film, but there is there is one robot thing that's important.
1: Well, we'll we'll talk yeah. about it here. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. So Conquista, done. It launches nukes occasionally. Um, <laughs> just well, for kicks. Once I should I should say once. <laughs> I don't want to say it keeps launching nukes. It's not like Suzaku's out here fucking like. Uh God. So 35 million anyway. people
0: wasn't enough. You're trying to wash Suzaku's <laughs> hands at this one. You're like, listen, no, no,
1: no, 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 no. no. Oh, hold on, hold on. I will not excuse him. I'm just saying. Um. Anyway, uh, this gets upgraded into the Lancelot Albion, and now this is the one that, like I said, is so famous for like the season two Lancelot that I had it in my head it was introduced earlier because if you get a product for Code Geass that comes out and it's a Lancelot, you're either getting the season one Lancelot or you're getting the Albion. Um, and the Albion is, okay, Uh, this flight pack looks a little goofy, what if we gave you energy wings?
2: Yeah, the Gurren also has an energy wings variant at this time. Everyone just suddenly gets energy wings. I think most of the, like, grunt suits are just wearing flight packs at this point.
1: Yes, <laughs> they are, yeah, because you get, like, whatever the upgrades of the Burai are that, like, the Black Knights use. Uh, yes. Also just flying around, like, even, like, of unnamed people just running around.
2: Um, and like even the um uh you know the uh headquarters is now in an airship. Uh they if could Geass was better, this arc, this final arc would be in space.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. oh god <laughs> Geass in space. I mean that's <laughs> amazing, traditionally that's actually. why you
0: suddenly have everyone having really great flight units is for space. Whereas this mm-hmm. is just, like, what if we wanted to pretend we weren't on Earth even though we were? <laughs>
1: exactly! Yep. They
0: just want, like, space combat, but then it so space. The
1: the thing with the Albion is this actually does, um, change some elements of the design. Um, whereas, like, the Conquista is pretty similar to the base Lancelot in design. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just, it has, it has a flight pack now. Um, the Albion actually, like, outright changes some parts. Uh, so, start, starting with, like, the uh, the head, you get, like, a longer little swept-back antenna. That's a minor one. Um, but you get a much more ornate chest piece. Uh, just, again, basically everything gets a little fancier. You get these shoulders that splay out. You get these large guards on the arms. Uh, now, again, still everything is white and gold. So, uh... It almost feels more like knight armor, even more so than the Lancelot, in a way. Like, this Mm -hmm. feels like almost, like, ornate, like, armor happening here. Um, get some red jewels on the thighs, the knees get extended upward, um, it has... Sort of high heel thing, uh high heel thing going on with the feet, which is cool because I like high heels on Mecha. Uh, it still has land spinners. Why I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess when it does have to go on the ground, but it does still have land spinners, which is just funny. It's like, oh, I have energy wings, and I still have my wheels in case I'm ever located on the ground. If- it's it,
2: even though the final battle takes place entirely in the sky, it finds a way to use the land spinners. It does. Yeah, that's what does fair. It do? I don't remember. It, remember the bit where like it and the gurn like suddenly are going like between like they're like in like a oh, really yeah. thin thin bit in the the, the place they're fighting um mm-hmm. and they're suddenly going down like basically a, an alleyway that <laughs> uh, bit's all right that bit's pretty cool that fight's cool that is a cool
1: fight um uh the the major addition, of course being you can see two things jutting off of the cockpit block, which just form energy wings. and the energy wings are a lot because they're able to do like they're able to be, like become a shield. they can shoot out of them. Um, and also uh f ninety one says hello. Uh, it can leave after images. <laughs> apparently this is tied to the energy wings because of uh how uh it ignores aerodynamics, so it leads to clear <laughs> after images, which is really funny. <laughs> the way that they word that. Uh because it's literally worded on the wiki as because of the energy wings' aerodynamic ignoring maneuvers, clear after images are left in the sky. It's um.
0: Listen, I don't I don't like dislike it, but it is a point where the series is just like, you know, the whole thing about real robot is we at least make it internally consistent. Fuck all that.
1: <laughs> this thing you can just break the laws of aerodynamics. That's fine. It's I, it's fine.
2: I kind of like that stuff because it's just like, it's the final battle between him and Kalin, just being taken to the extremes. Mm-hmm. It ties him with his like uh, live Gaius stuff in a nice way. I like. I think all of the late Gaius fights. I think this specific fight is pretty cool.
1: Hmm. I I do remember it being cool and admittedly even though i hate everything it represents with like the flight and like the switch and mecha design uh, if we ever do our gurin episode the gurin satan uh counterpart to the albion is also sick as hell it's pretty is the cool thing. um it just looks cool even if i get mad at the wings um besides the energy wings the 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 funny thing is you you don't Get like a lot of changes. Still has the mazer vibration blade. Still has the same slash harkens. It has a super varus. Has two. Um, oh sorry, yeah, two two because it dual wields them. Um, and uh, the super varus d- adds in extra modes. So the nor- the original one you have like the normal and the burst mode, which are like do you fire beams or do you fire giant ball beams. Um, in this one you have three modes: normal, hadron, and full burst. Um. Which, you know, that's cool. This thing still is just essentially, though, a souped-up Lancelot. It's funny, for all the changes with, like, the systems we talk about, like, like adding the flight packs and the wings and stuff, the actual armaments of this thing, though, are pretty standard for the Lancelot, really. They don't give it, like... They they didn't... This... Uh, uh, unlike uh, the Conquista, this doesn't even get to launch a Plasia. Um...
2: Well, no, there's too many other flages going off in this battle. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that would be the Albion. And it's a cool design still, ultimately, I think. I, Again, it's... Uh, I feel so mixed, right? Because I talk about how much I hate like what Season 2 does with the mecha battles, but I like the Albion. I think it is kind of a cool-looking machine still. And the wings look cool. I'm not going to deny that. I, I really
0: like the the shot of, like, with the wings where we see that with the wings are deployed, like, at a standstill, it sort of creates, like, a halo effect in the air. It looks very sick.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think the design is still great. Like, the un- the disappointment comes in, like, the way in which, like, the approach to mech battles, like, is changing the show. But I think as, like, a design for a flying Gundam suit, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get, so we're going to keep going animated before we talk about a couple non-animated variants. Uh, then we get the Lancelot sin.
2: Okay, so hang on. All right.
1: I'll <laughs> let you do this, uh, Jackson. So
2: I, I need to send two images. And I'm, Dylan, don't give it away uh, if you already looked this up. But I need to show how the Lancelot sin is introduced in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the movie, when you first see the Lancelot, it looks like this
1: oh oh what? that appears first
2: yes wow. so <laughs> uh this is uh the lanceless sin in the frame coat which is basically like um th- you know it's 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 got two like big lances on it uh that are like double lances um the sins in there somewhere massive wings it's basically like the um the alex uh that the Alex, but also like the Neil's zeal, the one that um, you know, the one that yeah. uh, what's his face gets in uh, got Gato. Gato. Yeah. yeah, it's Gato. like a massive armor coat. I guess it's kind of like the halfway <laughs> Slash designs I've seen.
1: Yeah, it's 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 a lot. Um, for those viewers at home, viewers, uh, yes. listeners at home, uh, who want to find this, this is the Lancelot Sin White Fang.
2: Yes, Lancelot Sin White Fang. Uh, Google that, and then you'll see it, and then. Uh, at some point through the me- so they they fight in this um, for 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 quite a while, uh, and then toward the end of the movie, bam!
0: It Just breaks out of its <laughs> shell.
2: Just <laughs> literally <laughs> breaks out, like eject all of this stuff off. It's time for a fucking Lancelot, and then you get the Lancelot sim, which is kind of a shitty looking Lancelot. I'm not yeah, gonna lie.
1: it sucks. It <laughs> kind of
2: sucks. Like it looks. Um, so. Here's a reference point that absolutely no one will get. Uh, you know, War Greymon. Oh Un- god. Unfortunately,
0: yeah. yes. So War cool Wargreymon's cool. What the there fuck There are no cool yeah, Digimon? Fuck?
1: No, you get what, the what, fuck what the fucking uh, off fuck my podcast on? six. Uh, I don't weird, hear weird. I just edited
0: you all to agree with me. Great.
1: No, you <laughs> no, didn't. No, <laughs> you didn't. No, I wouldn't. Anyway, anyway, so anyway uh, Digimon <laughs> Appreciators, me and Jackson again. Team Digimon Appreciators. Anyway.
2: Well, there is um uh, it was specifically in the movie Digimon X Evolution. but That doesn't matter. There is a series of designs called X Antibody designs. And WarGreymon has like a X Antibody design, which makes him like uh, like his armor thicker, uh, when more like spikes on it, we bulkier, uh, loses some of the like um, dragony bits, and just becomes more of like a cool guy extreme suit. That is what I think of when I look at the Lancelot Sin.
1: Yeah, the thing, the difference is, I think the X Antibody Digimon are cool as hell. I don't like the <laughs> Lancelot Lance- Sin. Lance- Lance. I have That's to. Fair.
0: I have to read this bit from the wiki. Uh, they're destri- describing its design and development. And they say, after that, it was authorized to be built by adding sin, as in the word sin, to the Lancelot name. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, okay.
1: Thank you, thank you, wiki. Um. God, it is so... It, the problem it has, right, is... It's pretty similar to your base Lancelot, but they made it chunkier. As Jackson mentioned, like, with the X-antibody comparison, they add a few more angles, like, it's a bit creepier. And then the worst crime is, I normally like asymmetry on robots, I hate the stupid blue shoulder on this
2: thing. They give it a big blue shoulder, which doesn't work because the like red, white, and gold is so key mm-hmm. to the uh, last design. It's all already got the green of the the uh, the wings, so it's just like another color added in there, um, kind of haphazardly. Um, because it's not just a coloring, right? It's also got like more of armor on that side compared to the other side. Mm-hmm. It offers no purpose, just like a purely uh, decorational thing. Oh, it's actually and- a huge battery.
0: It says
1: what um, okay it's a huge battery what that why do you want your bat hold on <laughs> that's a bad place for it you shouldn't put your batteries as external armor that's stupid anyway <laughs> this movie's oh.
2: stupid by the way this movie's <laughs> stupid and this design is a great explanation of why because i mean not to i guess spoil the end of code gears but there is no reason that the lancelot's in the sequel to code gear should be its most regal and fucking britannian looking design yet this isn't like an intentional thing of oh we haven't left (laughs) the like ways of nobility behind it just looks like that because they think it's cool
1: yeah i was gonna say from what i know uh this is still being piloted by suzaku right
2: this is piloted by suzaku which is also stupid but i won't i won't get into that here
1: Yeah, 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 that's fair.
0: Um, We really deserved a Lancelot uh, repair. I I
1: actually, I I just saw a mention of what I think uh, also came up, which is funny, because this movie was in development for a while. I guess in the trailer, uh, there was a Lancelot Albion that was painted, like, uh, in, in like, uh, Lelouch's colors, like black and gold instead. And I guess that doesn't appear in the movie, actually. It was just in one of the trailers, and then they were like, never mind, (laughs) which is so funny.
2: Um... there's there is a very brief there's a suit that's in like the first scene that might be that Mm. Uh, but it might if it's not on the wikipedia page it's not i guess i need to i'll need to look more specifically
1: yeah Um, so we've gone through all like the animated variants and i know the show's been running a little bit we got to quickly talk about some of the other ones because there are some fun ones because like any series of thing uh the Lancelot also uh, has a lot of... Uh, Code Geass has a lot of side stories. <laughs> and of course, the Lancelot... Everyone wants to make their own Lancelot. Which, fair enough. You know, it's just like... It's like when people... When you get Gundam people making Gundam side stories, you get so many people that are like, oh, I want to make my Gundam. I I want to make my one-year st- war story with my Gundam. As, as we've seen a couple of times now. Mm-hmm. Um, Well, one of these is a video game. Uh, and I've played through this game multiple times. Uh, we have the Lancelot Club here. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this thing, actually, because it's the other type of beetle. Because if you look at the oh, Lancelot, yeah. it's got... The Lancelot has um, the two, like, little mouthy horns. Uh, and this is the other kind of beetle, because this just has a single horn going up. And I love that about it. Um, they That's another thing that some of the later Lancelot... or uh, Yeah, Lancelot, like upgrades lose is they actually retract the little cheek things that look like little beetle pinchers, and that makes me sad, Um because uh, I like this one because it just runs with that theming. Um, and this thing's actually pretty cool. You get to pilot it when you become uh, uh, the best friend of uh, Suzaku in the game. Uh, La- wait, La- wait, La- that's La- what the La- game's no about? Well, there, no, are, okay, there so... are
0: multiple routes, but that is one of them.
1: Yeah, the game is a visual novel game that as far as I'm aware, just still does not have a full translation. It's what if I was attached, hanging like... out with the crew of Code Geass? So yes, actually, um, <laughs> you play as a character named Rai. Rai is a man who has a Geass power, by the way, too, uh, because he rescued someone else who is kind of like C two. Oh, but he has and amnesia his is, as well. His yeah, and he has amnesia. Uh, he uh, he has voice-activated Geass, by the way. Um, so he just tells people to do. It's like if Lelouch just had to say things. Which is so funny to me, because, like, Wait, it's actually just a better version of Lelouch's. His
2: his Geass is still about telling people what to do. That's not how Geass works.
1: Yeah, well, it's look, how, this it's is, this is the, very, it's the very first side game. Don't worry, uh, he rewrites history. That's the game's uh, true ending, is that he goes into one of the towers and basically rewrites history so he doesn't exist. What so they hero. try
2: to make it, like, canon through making it non-canon. <laughs>
1: Yes. Also, this game deb- debuts Rolo and spoils his Gius power uh, before season two was out. Holy shit! This game came out Damn. a little bit before R two, and uh, Rolo appears near the end of the game during some of the routes on the island, like when they find the uh, Gawain. Um, and y- if you try to Gius him, he stabs you in the neck. <laughs> it's amazing. Great. Amazing. This game, the game rules actually. You get uh and it spoils what his power is not explicitly, but basically you learn that you can't try to geas him to not kill you, you have to throw a flashbang at him. And if you didn't pick up a grenade in a multiple choice thing earlier, a flashbang, and you picked up a gun like a fool, um, he kills you. (laughs) It's funny. Anyway, um, so, the game has multiple routes. One of the routes is you basically meet up with, like, Lloyd in them, uh, and Lloyd decides, oh, you'll be our test pilot also. Um, and you get a Lancelot, and, uh, you can even see in the, uh, Britannian ending, uh, where you're with him, uh, you, you and Lelouch are now best bros. Uh, Suzaku. Uh, or Suzaku. Or Suzaku. Uh, you, you don't, I don't think you get to become friends with Lelouch, really, because no he's one's, always no one's throwing with around. No one's friends with Lelouch! <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, though, Lelouch, the game is weird because it has dating sim, like, sort of dating sim elements, and if you keep hanging out with Nunnally, um, Lelouch does hate you. Uh, which is very funny. Um... Should we be weird. happy that
2: Nunnally has a friend?
1: Uh, I, I, I I don't actually know exactly what they're saying in the game. I played through it because I'm a dummy and I'm just like this. Because um, I wanted to see robots. Okay. But um, basically, I, all I know is if you visit Nunnally a couple of times, Lelouch's expressions get more and more angry. <laughs> During his speaking scenes, uh, with you specifically, which is very amusing. Like I know
2: he's protective of not but they, to the show's credit, they never make it like a weird that kind of oh, I'm actually horny for her mm-hmm. and stuff. yeah, know, no, they usually don't. Thing.
1: Um, I think it's just because it's a weird visual novel that they do this. But right. yeah, the club is cool though. The club is cool. Um, it even gets to uh, launch like the. Uh, it gets a whole cutscene when you get it in game. Um, I don't have a recording of it, sadly, but this is a still from it. Uh, it does get to do the launch, which is so good. They just reanimated it with the Lancelot Club. Um, otherwise, it's just the Lancelot. Uh, it, it does get a lance instead of a sword also at one point. But Finally. God um, damn.
0: Called it the Lancelot. Know. Lance a little more like.
1: Uh, the Lancelot Club, though, oh, is nothing, nothing, pretty cool. There. Um, nothing, no. Um, I, I think so, it's. I, I don't think
2: Lancelot is famous for wielding a lance. Lancing?
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lancelot doesn't lance very much. All I've, things considered.
2: Whenever I've seen, like, depictions of historical Lancelot, he's had a sword. So I guess blame him for not picking up.
0: God. I'm Googling Lancelot um, Lance, and I'm not getting very
1: much. <laughs> so another one we get <clears throat> is from another side story called. Reflection of Oz. I know nothing about it story-wise. So, so unlike Gundam, I can't actually supplement these all that often. But uh, you get, first of all, the Lancelot Trial, which is apparently based on an early design of concept art for the Lancelot. Because I guess the Lancelot was originally red and gold. Mm. And um, even the shoulders are similar uh, to some of the original Lancelot ones. And this thing is basically just a red Lancelot in what it does. It has a Varus rifle. It has two Mazer vibration swords. It has two Slash Harkens. It is basically just, what if a red Lancelot?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, however, the one that I've been most excited about, because I've, especially because Stimmy has come in, I've almost decided on getting this as a toy. Uh, we have the Lancelot Grail from the same story. And <laughs> this, thing is... this thing is sick as fuck, and I love it. And I wanted to talk about it this whole time okay
0: what if you <laughs> built a robot entirely out of slash harkins?
1: it's so good <laughs> um so what if we so a thing with like Gius, yes, right is you have a lot of knightly theming obviously like especially with Britannian mecha um you get things like lances being used you even get a couple of capes what if we give a cape to a lancelot and what if we filled that cape with swords it's so um, extra <laughs> it's so extra and what if those swords it can wield okay So just to go through what this can do. So we've got a red Lancelot. Uh, We get some changes to the body as well. Uh, You've got like a really fancy looking head on it. Uh, This basically is an entirely new design. Like you can tell it's based on the Lancelot, but a lot of its elements are new. Um, It has a total of 12 swords. uh, (laughs) Six on either side of the backpack. These swords can be wielded in its hands. These swords can be slotted into its wrists for a little fucking assassin's Creed action i guess um it also can launch them in pairs of two as slash harkens just giant slash harkens using whole ass swords um incredible design i wish it was animated um much like uh what happens with a lot of gundam things i see this and i go god i wish you were an animation and it's not it's only a little like photo novel thing Another
2: big design change to the Lancelot slot that it makes, and it's it's kind of subtle. It's not quite there, but it definitely has V fins. It does. Like have it's a not V-fin.
1: exactly the same.
2: But they put V fins on
1: this. They, they did put it, yeah. Mm-hmm. They did put just a fin on it. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, so just to show some uh poses with this robot spirits because this robot spirits is sick. L- look at what it looks like when it's just firing all of these weapons. It's so <laughs> fucking cool. <laughs> it it just—it's just so extra. oh um, Wait, that's—it can load movie.
2: all the swords at once.
0: Uh huh. Well, they're already loaded. Uh-huh. They're pre-loaded. The the like you can't see it tucked out of view are like oh the slash Hawkins come
1: from the cape. Yes. Yeah, they're on. They're in the backpack. Yeah. Oh, so, so it can it, just be like throwing swords around. Uh huh. Yes. Yep. uh Because the swords are grouped in twos, and each of the swords, uh. Like two groupings for like the, the the handle is actually a slash harken.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like I know launch. I know that these are slash harkens, and I know that that's what they do. They look like fin funnels. They they, they basically
1: do.
0: yeah. Don't worry, it still has do. two regular slash harkens on the on the waist like a lance
1: <laughs> Yeah, too. Yeah. You can also launch those because you know why not? Look, you, just in case all twelve of your swords have been destroyed, <laughs> you have two normal ones to fall back on.
0: And then and then. If, they're, if yours are destroyed, you can still pick up the blades and slot them into your wrist and fire them from your um, wrist.
1: <laughs> so, Jackson, because uh, I because you've seen R2, um, I, yes. uh, another thing this can do is, so, it can't fly by default. However, it does have an air cavalry there. Uh And I don't know if you can <laughs> kind of recognize what's happening here, but the, they... it doesn't... So, it... It's not like a normal backpack. You can kind of tell that, right?
2: They've put, like, a fucking minicon from Transformers Armada on its back.
1: So, you know the worst design from Code Geass R2, the Tristan, right? Yes. So, there is a v- variant of the Tristan in in this called the Bradford. <laughs> the fucking Bradford, because we're English, I guess. <laughs> um, And one, this thing is cooler than the Tristan, because the Tristan fucking sucks. Um, and two this thing uh I, if only the Tristan or the Tristan divider could have become a backpack for the Lancelot because this thing it just becomes a backpack it's the su- oh, it's like it the really, super Gundam
2: he just it becomes this is literally a transformer I wasn't even huh
0: okay. <laughs> It's so good. Uh, um, and, and he gets. I, I don't know what these are. There's no. Descri- there's no description I can see. But it also, it ups the game. You thought. You thought those. Those double sword harkins were cool. Check out megido harkins. Don't know what that
1: is. Yeah. The problem. The The problem that we run into, even with Gundam design, sometimes is you see an armament listing, and you're just like, "Yep, I, I'm going to nod along and assume that's a, <laughs> that's what it has because we don't get to see it." Um, this thing apparently has things called Megino harkins.
0: Which combine into um, a into a hadron spear. Um words.
1: Final final. I understand little...
2: animation is hard, but I would like I, if, if you're gonna tell me what things on it, you gotta show me the thing in
1: action, please. I, I yeah, know that's not feasible, but um you, you you can't just say things. You can't just say <laughs> that it has things. You can't just it'd be like if an MSV designer was just like oh by the way this has 32 funnels and you're just looking at the design and there's no evident funnels or containers or anything you just can't do that we've covered machines that do that i know (laughs) i'm saying it's a crime (laughs) gundam is full of criminals is the problem that's true (laughs) that
2: that demon i know that's true yeah that's fair
1: um finally uh not to be outdone by the lancelot Albion, uh the the lancelot grail gets an upgrade in the form of the lancelot high grail um which uh uh actually adds a float system in an elegant way because um you can see it doesn't look like it should be able to fly because it doesn't have a is the, wing backpack
2: it, is the cape its wing backpack like the thing no. holding its cape?
1: its shoulders are it's shoulders just are... They open up like that, and they allow it to fly. It's actually huh, similar okay. to the... uh That's good. Kind of like how the Gawain does things. Um, also, as you may have noticed, it has giant swords now. Those are still uh, Slash Hawkins. <laughs> it can still launch those, or it can wield them. It's fine. Sure. <clears throat> Why not? Just it, get, it, it gets some cool swords. Anyway, minor variant. That one has even less information about it. <laughs> um, but wanted to bring it up because it's cool, and because... The, the, the listeners at home should look up these things because I like discussing cool robots and showing them off. Um, is there any other Lancelot? I mean, uh,
0: very, very, very quickly. Uh, there is the Lancelot Frontier, which is C- yes. C2's Lancelot, which is pink and has oh, right, a shield right, that right. shoots yep. missiles.
1: Right. Otherwise it's not. It's just a Lancelot. The GAN. Um, I love the game. And,
0: and then there is the Vincent, which is the basically mass-produced one that just uses swords.
1: Yeah, I, I I didn't want to go into the Vincent because unfortunately the Vincent has like twenty. Very, okay, okay. Uh, forget, very I forget I said that. Forget I said that. Even though it is, it is, it is the Vincent is just the gem of the Lance, or yeah, the gem of the Lancelot. I'm making sure I'm getting all my names right here because my brain's like, oh god, I'm being scrambled just saying these words. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the Vincent is the gem of the Lancelot. Um. And uh. Yeah. So. Fun episode talking about something not from Gundam and getting to discuss, like, all the mechanical differences, because we talk a lot of Gundam on the show, and even when we talk about other Gundam universes, the thing with Gundam is, Gundam is Gundam. (laughs) Um, and Gundam, even, like, when we talk about the AUs, usually seem to work like Gundam, like, other than G-Gundam, which we all hate to talk about. (laughs) Um, but, uh, so it it was fun getting to talk about something new on here. Um, and it's always fun having a guest. Yeah, thank you so much for so... joining us,
0: Jackson. Thank yep. you.
2: I do have something a bit cruel to send, though. Just just to, oh? to, to finish a bit okay. that we started. Oh, it's oh, going to be a um... Digimon, isn't it? Oh no, No! No, <laughs> why would it be a Digimon? No,
1: if it was a Digimon, that wouldn't be Curse. That'd be great.
2: No, it's a picture of all the Iron Man suits. <laughs>
1: oh my fucking god. <laughs> what? Okay. Mm. <laughs> yes, go ahead. Mm. I hate this because... Like, they're, they're such... This is obviously... Okay, look. Yes, Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, okay, hold on. Yeah, okay. Hold on. Yeah. So, in MSV and Gundam, there are times where there are just recolors, right? And you get some minor variations, but at least they change silhouettes, right? When you get a high-mobility Zaku, at least the lake silhouette changes. These don't even change the fucking silhouette other than that Hulkbuster. These are all just Iron Man, but they change the paneling.
2: Ah! They get, and somehow, generally, like not always, but generally speaking, they get worse most of the time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, also, you go to like the last one. So, the first one, you get this like nice circle on the chest yes. for the thingy that makes the classic Robert Iron Daddy Man not die. Yes. Um, and then you hit the last one, and then they made it into a weird
0: rhombus. Well, he's got like this, um, uh, the last one, he's got like this weird like 12 pack. He looks like an. He looks like yeah. a mutant. Uh, sorry, oh, I can't say I, that. I hate Marvels. that they've
1: added muscle. Also, like over time, they've been adding more. Like, we, we need. We need Iron Man. To, I'm so mad. These like are shit. all in movies. Oh my god. Yeah,
2: these are all from the movies. I, these are so, these are all. These are all the main suits. There are like other bonuses, but these are all. Well, the we don't main have anything from Iron Man One.
1: What the fuck he's using a different suit in Avengers? I didn't even notice. We, that. we do,
2: yeah, I was annoyed I couldn't find one with the Iron Man 1 suits. The Iron Man 1 suit is kind of like here's the main suit from Iron Man 1, uh, which is just kind of like that first Iron Man 2 one, oh. but it has I actually like this one the best cuz it's got the um, No, I don't. I like uh, I mean this is, this is I one. honestly like this, the, that might be I the, like the
0: original Iron Man suit from Iron Man 1, the like the, you know, the big clunky the, the, the one you box box of scraps. Yeah. yeah, that one.
2: Yeah, he did um, build it in a cave with a box of crabs.
1: I'm so mad looking at these. Like, okay, so here's the thing, right? Um, there are good Western mechanical designers for sure, yes, for sure. Um, and the thing I hate is all of the coolest ones are people I see doing fan art on on like Twitter and stuff who don't get to work on big projects. Meanwhile, fucking comics writers don't get to learn mechanical design. Apparently, these suck. I hate these. These I'm are sorry. So I'm mad. Especially as like as the suits
2: go, right? Like the, the first, uh, not even talking about necessarily the time, but like the way he gets into the suit in the in the first movies, he like uh, is a whole suit up sequence, right? A bunch mm-hmm. of arms mm-hmm. put on each each plate separately, and then by the way, have you seen the like last two Avengers movies?
1: I haven't, I haven't watched any Marvel movies in so long, which is why him having all these suits I, actually the, like, broke my I brain. I feel like the
0: last now. one I remember is from Iron Man 2, when he has the really shitty-looking suitcase that he sticks his arm in and kind of flails around. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I, I've only seen Iron Man 1. I've never seen... I, uh, and the Avengers, and that's it.
2: Uh, I have I've to avoided
1: send, all of this.
2: I have to send a gif of how he suits up for a... Uh, uh infinity war uh and it is like anathema to me for like good mechanical design i hate this so much here you go
1: okay hold on let's see big fucking huge budget movie let's see oh okay yeah no that the fuck it's nanotech is he a toku hero he should just be yelling yeah, hench if, if when he was a he's Toku doing it. It would
0: they would make it. It was it
1: would be sick. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. If yeah, if it was a Tokyo hero, it would be cooler. I've been watching Common Rider O's. You, you, you know, what Common Rider O's has taught me is who's. giving budgets to people is bad. Actually, uh, just do it like normal, and it's good. Just give them normal reason. This how much money was spent on this fucking movie? Oh, this one.
2: This is in fancy well, This is like one of the. This is like hundreds of millions.
1: Uh, fucking uh, hundreds of millions spent on uh, some CG artist fucking latexing up Robert Downey Jr. with a fucking with I terrible nanomachine animation yeah it's so 400 million dollars spent on this film I'm angry it, okay <laughs> everyone and G, we talked about the Lancelot we talked about some not Lancelot bullshit I hate it um, list of discussed. you can it's find me on twitter right. at low <laughs> You can find me ahead of others. Do your. <laughs> uh, you,
0: I'm sure you do if you listen to us. But on the weird off chance that you don't, you should really be at Patreon.com/slash/abnormal mapping. You should you should subscribe there. You should be listening to the Great Gundam Project. You should listen to Abnormal Mapping. You should listen to you know what? Go back and listen to Second Officer's Log. Go through the whole the whole catalog, the whole Ufra.
1: Do go through the whole thing. It's one of the things that keeps me sane in these trying times when I'm alone. There are so many fucking podcasts, and I haven't finished listening to all of them still um listen to them they're all good mm-hmm. i guarantee it I, I i look i have to shill for my friends it's not even shilling though it's good just listen to the content um Thank anyway God. that's us uh I, i'm sorry i had to forcefully end this before this just <laughs> turns into me raging <laughs> about western mechanical design and iron man for an hour
2: i knew day. it would get you but i didn't know like just how much it would get oh you y- y- it, it makes me so mad, Jackson.
1: And like I said, a lot of this was not in my awareness. I've actually been blissfully unaware of most Marvel. Like, I've ignored it. Um. And so seeing this is only just infuriating. I hate this. million, uh, Not mi- millions. No, millions. What am I saying? I just read 400 million. 400 yeah. million dollars spent on this design lineage. I'm so angry. This, this movie alone cost
2: almost half a billion dollars to make.
1: Fuck a fucking. <laughs> oh. goodbye All right.
0: everyone. Uh,
1: goodbye. I, 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 okay. What were you, you gonna uh, say? 6 uh, I'm at six
0: stepmar on Twitter. You two got issues. <laughs> oh <yeah. laughs> And also, I got it. We got to have a last one, don't we? Uh in ah. in the immortal words of Suzaku Kurugi, to desire some results, one must take actions. Very smart. Good thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Uh, peace.
1: Peace.